You are listening to Reach MD, and I'm Dr. Jennifer Cottle, host of Everyday Family Medicine. Joining me today is Dr. Antonio J. Webb, orthopedic surgery resident at the University of Texas Health Science Center in San Antonio, Texas. He is also the author of Overcoming the Odds, From the War on the Streets of Louisiana to the War on Terrorism in Iraq, How I Successfully Overcame the Odds. Dr. Webb, welcome to ReachMD. Yeah, thank you, and thank you for uh, having me today. Absolutely. Um, I'm really excited to, to have you here. Um, I, I heard about your book and was absolutely intrigued to kind of hear about your story and, and your path. Uh, and then I read the book and uh, was certainly impressed uh, with, with your life story thus far. And, you know, I guess one of the things I wanted to start out with is for some of our, our listeners who may not be familiar with your story, if you want to give them a quick teaser about, you know, kind of what, kind of what you discuss. Um, my book is basically uh, about my, my life story, about uh, growing up in the uh, rush streets of Louisiana, and uh, basically about everything that I saw growing up around the gangs, the violence, the drugs, and everything that was associated with uh, that time period of my life. And basically how I um, kind of strayed away from that and, and uh, stuck to the uh, books and um, met my goal of becoming a physician. Um, out of all of that, and, and that's the reason why I uh, named it Overcome the Odds. And, and, you know, that, that certainly makes a lot of sense. You know, I, I was actually wondering throughout the book, certainly um, the content is is 200% book-worthy, and I'm so glad that you wrote the book. But I'm, I'm interested to know really what prompted you to write it and what made you say, um, as a resident, did you write this during your residency, first of all, like while you've been a resident, or was this before in medical school? Yeah, I, I started writing uh, my first year in medical school, I started a little, little blog and had a lot of um, pre-med students and high school students, college students were emailing me following my blog and about the day-to-day life of being as a medical student. And it kind of carried on from there. And for the last four or five years, um, I've just constantly been writing. And when I got to my interviews for orthopedic surgery, um, I think I was at Harvard. And um, on the interviewer's desk, he had my application and he had big letters that said, wow, on my application. And majority of my interviews, that's what the interviews wanted to talk about was my life story. And uh, they were just really impressed by it. And uh, that's what kind of uh, propelled me to finish my story and put it all together into a book. So uh, I actually wrote it at the end of uh, medical school. That's very interesting. Now, you gave our listeners a little teaser. And I know they're probably wondering, you know, what is the story? Uh, you talked about the rough streets of Louisiana and, you know, being around um, gangs and um, a lot of hard times, as you described. But there are also other phases of your life. And can you just briefly touch on those as well um, that go beyond Louisiana? Yeah, and actually, because of everything that was going on in Louisiana, I actually joined the military at 17. Um, I joined the Air Force, and my dad signed for me to uh, join because I was a minor, uh, because I needed to needed a reason to uh, get out of Louisiana and get out of that type of environment. Um, so I joined the military, and I did eight years in the military. I went, went to Iraq in 2005 uh, as a combat medic, and um, each uh, step along the way of my military career, I knew I wanted to go to medical school. So I um, was going to school full-time while I was full-time um, active duty Air Force. And uh, it took me seven years to get my, my undergraduate degree, but I finally got that and got out of the military, and um, it was time to apply to medical school. Uh, I, I thought I was very prepared and non-traditional student um, because of everything that I went through. And I applied my first time, and I got rejected. Um, so 
So I had to get back to the drawing board and work a little bit harder and uh, take my um, preparation exam over again and did it again, and I got rejected my second time. So it wasn't until my third time applying to medical school that I actually got accepted, and that um, just speaks to the um, persistence and uh, something that I wanted to do ever since um, leaving a program in Louisiana, wanted to come to a position, and there was nothing that was going to stop me from doing that. So. Well, that's amazing, and I, I think that's... Um it really is a remarkable story and a very inspiring story. You know, I was thinking as I was I was reading the book, and I'm, I'm so glad you talked a little bit about your military experience and then your experience going to school and your quest for, you know, going to med school and the application process, et cetera. You know, going back a little bit to, you know, growing up in Louisiana, you talked in the first number of chapters about some of your childhood experiences, the people you were around and grew up with, uh, day-to-day life, um, and you speak about it with such familiarity. You know, I, I was wondering, you avoided, I guess I'll call it danger, for, for lack of a better word that comes to my mind, in terms of, um, you know, getting pulled into some of the, um, the lifestyles of people around you. What do you think was the biggest reason? What allowed you to avoid that? What allowed you to avoid um, taking the path that so many of your peers took when you were growing up? Yeah, that, I think that's a very good question, and uh, I get asked that all the time. And even to this day, I, I try to I kind of think back and kind of ask myself that same question because a lot of my friends who I grew up with are either uh, dead or in jail. Um, at one point, three out of the six members of my family were in jail at the same time, all for different reasons. My little brother was in jail for a um, juvenile life sentence for armed robbery. Uh, my sister was in jail. She did four years in prison. And uh, ever since I was little, my mom has been in and out of jail, um, on and off drugs, even to this day. So, like I said, I ask myself that question all the time. And um, I don't know what it was about me, but I knew that it was a program that I attended, um, the Air Park Medical Careers Magnet Program. They kind of got me interested in medicine. And I created that program for me being a doctor today and kind of keeping me off of the streets and uh, out of trouble because... Once I saw that there was potential outside of Shreveport, that's why I became very focused and became very, um, um, just watched who I hung around and associated with. So I kind of credit that program and also my father, who was um, uh, in the military at the time when I was growing up, and kind of credit him raising me and my siblings as a single father. So I can kind of credit multiple things. Right. No, I mean, that, that makes perfect sense. Um, and I, I definitely want to talk about that uh, some more as we go through our interview. For those of you who are just tuning in, you are listening to Everyday Family Medicine on ReachMD. I'm your host, Dr. Jennifer Cottle, and I'm speaking with Dr. Antonio J. Webb, orthopedic surgery resident at the University of Texas Health Science Center in San Antonio, Texas, and the author of Overcoming the Odds, From the War on the Streets of Louisiana to the War on Terrorism in Iraq, How I Successfully Overcame the Odds. So we're talking again about your path, who your inspiration was, what allowed you to um, not take the path that so many of your your peers took. One of the things you also talked about in your book was um, some of the health conditions that family members had. Can you tell us how that impacted um, even your desire to become a doctor in particular? You just, before the break, you talked a little bit about uh, some of the programs you were in as a child and how that influenced you. But talk to us about, you know, the health of your family and, and, and how that changed you. Ever since I was little, I always, there was something that was unusual about my mother. And uh, I kind of picked up on this as years went on. She was always in the hospital. Um, she would 
come out of the hospital and be home for a week and then end up in prison and back in the hospital. So I never knew what was going on. And my father, I'm not sure he, why he, um, he held this from us while we were growing up, but he never really explained this to us until I was actually in medical school. I was taking a pharmacology class, and uh, we were studying psychiatric uh, medications. And I, my mom had suddenly called one day, and she uh, said that she was taking her medications, and I asked her, what medications are you taking? And uh, one of the medications that she was taking was a, um, a, a medication for schizophrenia. And it, uh, at that point, it just all clicked. Um, everything that happened up until that point of why she was in the hospital so much and acting kind of unusual uh, throughout the years. And um, so I, I didn't find out. I think I was 26 or 27 before I found out that my mom and my little sister had schizophrenia. So um, that was definitely eye-opening at that point and kind of explained a lot of things before that. I, so, I, so it sounds like you didn't even actually understand what their diagnoses were until you were actually in medical school. So, I mean... Um, that must have been difficult as well, at least certainly eye-opening. You know, I, I want to know, and I think this is something that a lot of people might be wondering, is there were so many things that occurred through your life. Did you ever have days where you just wanted to give up? And if you did, what did you do? And what made you keep going forward? Yeah, I think uh, even to this day, uh Still faced with challenges. I have to work extremely hard. Uh, orthopedic surgery is, you know, hard residency. It's high expectations. Uh, the hours are long. So um, even to this day, it's a constant battle to um, <clears throat> kind of stay on track and and uh, keep going. But I think throughout my life, um, um, just seeing everything that that happened in Louisiana, the uh, circumstances, the environment, uh, how my uh, family have gone to different traditions have. Um, uh, just kind of who we are as a as a family. I didn't want to repeat that same cycle with my family and for generations to come. So I think that was what inspires me. And also just seeing my father struggle day in and day out to raise my three siblings and I uh, growing up as a single father who went through a childhood himself where he went to prison and did drugs and, and he sold drugs in the past. So to see my father struggle day in and day out that even to this day inspires me to keep working hard and never give up. Absolutely. Are you close with your father? Do you have a relationship with your father? Yeah, yeah, very close to my father. Um, uh, he, he's probably one of my heroes in life. Because just seeing him change his life, going from a drug dealer to becoming a minister and just being a role model and an example, um, and keeping us all together and safe in Louisiana, I just um, uh, think he's my hero to this day. Pretty much most of the people who are listening to this program have been through residency or something like it, certainly. Most of the people listening are physicians, very likely. And we know how hard residency is just being a resident. But you have written a book that's been published, and uh, I know that you do speaking engagements and obviously interviews as you're talking with me on ReachMD. You know, how do you, how do you balance all of that now, and, and what is your hope for all of this um, that you're doing? Um, I think the military has a... Um, I credit that to a lot of uh, the discipline that I had, especially going through medical school and being very disciplined. Um, even to this day, it, it is very challenging to balance being a surgery resident and trying to speak and and uh, mentor a lot of different kids. But that's just something I have a passion for because no one was really a example or role model for me when I was going through the years, and no one told me this is what you should do. or I didn't have anyone to look up to in the medical field, so... 
always told myself when I become a doctor that I would try to, you know, help as many people, pre-med students or any, whatever you field you want to go into. I always told myself that I would try to help others. So, and that's what kind of fuels me. And and uh, but you have to make a lot of sacrifices and certain things that you can't do uh, just because I, I travel so much and speak so much and mentor. So, uh, but that's something I love doing, and, and uh, I don't have any uh, regrets on any of that. You mentioned mentoring students, and uh, you also kind of referred to a blog that you had, um, you know, about your experiences in medical school, et cetera, uh, earlier on in your medical career. Um, do you spend a lot of time with students these days, mentoring, or um, do you get a lot of questions from students? I, I would imagine that you do, but I'm curious about that. Yeah, yeah, I think um, I lost track of how many students uh, um, I, I mentor, but I would say probably five to ten emails or messages per day from um, different students, and I have to try to get back to them as fast as I can with giving my schedule. But uh, that's something that I love doing. I, mean, I love seeing someone going from not be, being able to realize that they can achieve something because of their family and environment to seeing me going through all of that and becoming uh, a, a physician. Um, it's just um, something that's really gratifying for me to see that. So that's. That's why I love doing it. What do you want to do when you complete your residency? Do you want to do fellowship? Do you want to practice? Do you want to speak? Do you want to, what do you, what do you see in the future? Yeah, I think um, I've signed a contract with a uh, hospital corporation to do private practice. Uh, so doing private practice and um, I'm in between spine surgery or uh, joint and reconstructive surgery. And um, just continue traveling and the different schools. I get involved in all over the U.S. to uh, speak, so I would love to do that and kind of extend that internationally. Uh, medical mission, Chris, I want to do that at least once, twice a year. So I think uh, private practice as a um, somewhere in the Texas area and uh, continue speaking and, and motivating others. So. Well, I think that's um, certainly certainly exciting and um, and and certainly worthy. Uh, your book again is so inspiring. It's called Overcoming the Odds, and I, I want to make sure that anyone listening can find the book if they want to go out and purchase it. Um, can you tell us where people can get your book? Yeah, the book is located at Amazon mostly. Uh, Amazon.com/slash/author/slash/AntonioWebb2BsMD. Um, it's also you go to my website, AntonioWebbMD.com. Many thanks uh, to our guest, Dr. Antonio Webb, for joining us today. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're very welcome. It was a pleasure speaking with you. I'm your host, Dr. Jennifer Cottle, and you've been listening to ReachMD. To download this podcast and others in the series, please visit us at reachmd.com slash everydayfamilymedicine. Thank you for listening.